What's up, guys? You're listening to Uv Radio. My name is Felix, and this is a special episode of Party Roulette. Because normally on Party Roulette, we talk about Dutch politics, interview representatives, that sort of thing. But today, I wanted to talk about American politics, because obviously now the primary race is sort of starting up. We have a lot of candidates from the Democratic side. A lot of debates are starting. Policies are getting drawn out. Who supports what? Who doesn't? And I think it doesn't really get enough media coverage, particularly because of Donald Trump and how he dominates everything that we hear about America. So that is a reason why everybody has an interest in it and is invested in it. But not everybody quite understands the nuances of what's going on. So I wanted to shed some light on that today and talk about this new thing that's come up in the last few days called the Progressive, called the Progressive Economic Pledge. And this was suggested by Senk Uger of the TYT network, the Young Turks. And they're a very good progressive network that operate almost exclusively on YouTube. And they were actually the ones who started up Justice Democrats right after Trump got elected. And Justice Democrats was a new political movement in America designed to subvert Republicans and the establishment Democrats and kind of start up a whole new movement where Democrats were actually going to represent the people. And they weren't going to be corrupt and they were going to care about these things and the environment. And it was a real grassroots movement, also supported by a whole host of progressive YouTubers. It was really entirely from new media. And it was really good. And I'm sure everyone listening knows uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. I'm sure you all love her. And she's actually a Justice Democrat. She, they got her, just, you know, she applied. It's, it's a real thing that they've allowed anybody in America who really cares about politics and has a voice to actually make it into it. And there's been dozens of people who've been elected to Congress, the Senate, uh, you know, state Congress and Senates as well. And it's been a really good thing. And now they've released the Progressive Economic Pledge which is basically a very, very simple document and pledge designed to hold candidates for the Democratic nomination accountable. And there's five things on this pledge. And it's basically saying, if you want to run for president, you have to sign up to these five things, these five very simple policies, which you're going you're gonna to fight for when you're in office. And it's a really good thing because now they've laid it out. And they've said, if you don't support these five things, you're not progressive. You don't deserve our support. And it's a nice way of separating the base and getting rid of all that bullshit where people say, oh, yeah, I support this. But then when it comes down to it, when they get into the, the general and they're running against Donald Trump, they might flip flop. If they get elected, they might say, oh, you know, I had to make concessions, man. That's not good enough because now with this, you have them tied down to paper. They have to sign it. It's like a formal promise. So basically, we have five things on this list. And they're all things which of grave systemic changes that need to happen in America to fix the underlying inequality. And I'm a firm believer in the fact that US politics is very important and that when America is doing very well, and if they have the right policies, then they are going to dictate a lot of the future for a lot of the world. So I think we all have an interest in this and we should all care about it and talk about it and fight for the right things. Um, so yeah, getting into the substance of this pledge, there's five policy areas they're trying to affect. The first one is higher wages. So in America, there's a big poverty problem. Over 20% of the population lives in poverty or is in danger of living in poverty, which is insane when you think about it's the richest country in the world. And it has been the richest country in the world for nearly 80 years now. So there's really no excuse for that. And that fully exemplifies how corrupt America is and the wealth inequality. So this is really to address that. And it's to fight for a $15 minimum wage and collective bargaining to work on behalf of the American worker instead of corporate donors. That's a very simple thing, $15 minimum wage. The next one is Medicare for all. 
again, the fact that America is the wealthiest nation in the world and that the number one cause of bankruptcy there is medical bills is disgusting. That should not be a thing. Every other developed nation in the world has guaranteed healthcare as a right. But they have always privatized it and they view it as something that, you know, and it's, it's so toxic, the narrative there, that people genuinely believe that this is actually the best way of doing it. It's a very capitalist society and they tend to believe that if you take an industry and you introduce that for-profit motive, that's going to make things better and that's going to actually increase the quality of healthcare when every single study shows that America has the worst healthcare out of the developed world. And in Western Europe, they do it on a basis of, you know, needs come first. It's not who has the most money, it's who is the most desperate for this care. So if you have terminal cancer, you're going to go top of the list. You're going to be in a hospital immediately seeing a doctor. If that's you in America, if you don't have health insurance, if you don't have the specific surgeries covered under your health insurance, you're not going to see anybody and you might just die or you might go bankrupt from it from having to go to private health care. So that is something that really needs to change and not every single Democratic candidate is saying openly, I support Medicare for all. They're saying we need to improve Obamacare, we need to do this, that, this, that. But having this like this means that if they get into the general and they're not plugging it, if they get elected, you're going to be able to hold them down to it and say, wait, you signed this bill. Why the fuck are you not doing it? Third item is the Green New Deal. So this is the piece of legislation which has been proposed in America to fight for a 10-year plan to mobilize every aspect of American society to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions and create millions of new high-wage jobs, building the infrastructure and industries of the new economy. So again, this is a very important facet of this deal. So I'm sure everybody listening cares a lot about the environment and understands there needs to be serious global policy change towards the environment. Um, but in America, it's really not happening. Again, this is a sector where once America starts to make a change, the rest of the world will follow. They really do dictate global policy, at least of the Western world, in a very large sense. And also the fact that this will be involved with building infrastructure and creating sustainable jobs, which are going to take away from industries such as coal and oil, which are going to fall and are going to go away anyway and put them in new industries that are going to be ahead of the curve. It's a complete win, 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 win. You're going to have people in jobs, the infrastructure going higher, lower, lower greenhouse gas emissions, and just, yeah, we need to have this. This is It's ridiculous that it's been going on now for 20, 30 years and everybody in America, you know, Jimmy Carter was the first one to talk about this. That was in the 70s. And still the things that need to happen are just not happening. So yeah, that's item number three. Number four, college for all. Again, the second highest cause of bankruptcy in America, tuition loans. That is just disgusting. And I know we live in this European context where we think about, oh, you know, university is pretty expensive. It's 2,000 years, it's 4,000 years. Unless you're going to stay in state in America, you're looking at twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year if you want to go to a good school. And that just shouldn't be the case. And also people tend to think that you know, free college is just an unattainable goal. And this, this is something which I see a lot in the discourse in Europe about American politics, of people tending to think that the policies of Bernie Sanders, and people always say, oh yeah, I like Bernie, but he's not going to get elected. Why is that? That's because you think that America is so conservative and so stupid that they're actually not able to fight for these things and want these things. And also the fact that American politics is so fucked that, you know, you can say, I want college for all. But that's obviously never going to happen. And it probably won't. But the point is having a strong starting position. And this is something the Democrats have suffered from so much in the last 20 years. 
30 years even since Bill Clinton, when they've been being incremental, they've been conceding to Republican demands. The Republican Party since Reagan has been so robust, so unflinching in their policy. They don't negotiate on anything. In Obama, when he first got in, and he had a supermajority in the Senate, and he had a majority in the House, they just fucked him over. He couldn't get anything done because they're actually good at politics. So this is, again, like all the, all the parts of these deals, these are, these are starting policy positions. And when they go in, when the next president comes in, which I'm nearly certain will be the Democrat, probably Bernie Sanders, he's going to have to fight so many Republicans on these issues, and he needs a strong starting position. That was the thing with Obama, is he went into it with a concession position already. He was like, you know what? I'm never going to get Medicare for all. Eh, let me just go for Obamacare. You know, I'm never going to really get them to go down on tuition fees. Let me just see what I can do. And you can't be like that. You have to really believe in your ideas because these are the right ideas. This is what's going to help America and then help the world. So, yeah, it's, it's about the fact that, you know, if you want to reach the moon and change something, you don't aim for the moon. You aim for the stars. And that's a very poignant analogy. And then the fifth item on this pledge is end the corruption. So obviously in America, there's a lot of lobbying and a lot of private interests which dictate a lot of the policy. And that's something which has been the case, I think, since really since Reagan. And now is just so pervasive in every single aspect of American government that it affects everything. You know, they have mass shootings all the time and there's huge movements to get reform in the police department. You know, 90% of Americans support legalizing weed across the country. These things don't happen because the lobbies and the billionaires are so powerful. And we really can't understand it because the political mentality here, there's just so much less corruption. It's so much more publicly funded, these elections. But again, it's part of the American idea of, you know, the state should be small. And how do you make the state small in election time? You can't give money to these institutions you have they have to be privately funded but then that fucks up the incentive structure and then you get all these corrupt policies and you get policy which should obviously change they should they should have been gun reform 20 years ago and it happens every couple months there's a serious mass shooting and nothing happens because the nra of a, are a very powerful lobby who give a lot of money to the republicans and they don't want any changes because they know that's going to hurt gun sales and hurt their people so yeah ending corruption this is really the policy which affects all other policies and if I could just get one of these things enacted, it would be end the corruption. Because I then think over time, all these other things would follow. So yeah, that's the Progressive Economic Pledge. Of course, Bernie Sanders signed this immediately. Um, anybody on the progressive side of things in the media who really believes in these policies has signed it. A lot of Justice Democrats have signed it. Elizabeth Warren has not yet signed it. Um, of course, Joe Biden hasn't signed it. Chuck Schumer hasn't signed it. He's a much more establishment Democrat candidate who's trying to now market himself as progressive um, and this is the thing is that after 2016 when you had Donald Trump and the rise of Bernie Sanders that really drove the, the democratic base in a new direction away from the establishment and people weren't just going to fucking listen to the Clintons and Obama and trust that they're going to change things without really specifying what and how and showing that they really believe in it so of course Bernie Sanders signed this straight away he has been saying these things for 40, 50 years, so we don't need to worry about him. And that's why I think this pledge is so important, is that it holds everyone accountable. And if they get in there, so a lot of the candidates aren't going to sign this. I don't think Joe Biden's going to sign this. And that's fine. 
And then you can say, oh, good. Now we know for sure that you don't agree with us and that you're not going to fight for what we want. Some people are going to sign this who don't really believe in it, such as Chuck Schumer. And then, you know, if they get the nomination, if they get elected, then you're going to be able to hold them to this and say, hey, you signed this. Why the fuck are you not implementing it? So it's, it's about having that power behind it and just getting them to commit to something in a real way. And then you're going to have people like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, who are signing it because they believe in it. And that's great as well, because it's it's like a standard of holding these candidates, too. Uh, but yeah, also, it's not just about politicians or journalists or anybody. Anybody can sign this, even people outside of America. So really, if this thing gets, you know, two, three, four million signatures, that's huge. And that's such a mandate. So anybody listening, if you care about American politics, if you agree with these policies, go sign it right now. I'm going to leave a, a link in the description. And also a link to some more information about it. But yeah, that's the Progressive Economic Pledge. My name's Yeah, that's the Progressive Economic Pledge. My name's Felix. I hope you've enjoyed listening and uh, stay woke.